Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Good evening and welcome again to Word Up here at Bright City Church. And I'm joined um, as each week with Pastor Akin. Lovely to have you, Pastor Akin, but we're without Ben this week. <laughs> yes, we're missing, so, we're missing Ben today. Yes, uh, ben. Thanks for the welcome, and, Pastor Ben. Um, ben, if you're watching, if you're able to watch, I uh, hope you have a good shift. I believe Ben's working this evening. Um, so lovely to have you joining us, everyone, whether it's on Facebook, <clears throat> whether it's YouTube or the um, podcast. And so we're, we're tracking through Mark's Gospel, chapter 14. And uh, <clears throat> last week we were in the Garden of Gethsemane and we were looking at how, uh, you know, even in Jesus's greatest hour of, of trial, in, in a sense, where he was sweating drops of blood um, and, and asking, you know, his closest friends, his, his three and, and the others to, to pray, to watch and pray with him. But even, you know, it says the, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak and they couldn't stay awake. And, and then we got to uh, where Judas arrived. Well, Jesus, after his times of prayer, as he pressed through in prayer, he, he suddenly rose. And uh, let's uh, read what that, yeah, verse 42. It said, rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayers. He said, enough, the hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. That's where we left it off. And uh, so we're going to pick up from verse 43 and read through to, I think it's the end of the chapter, but it's uh, verse 72. So uh, let's pick it up there. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared with him, was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. 
but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple and in three days will build another not made by man. Yet even then, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is the testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists and said, prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with the Nazarene, Jesus, she said, but he denied it and went into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near to Peter said, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Okay, we'll see if we can get to there in our commentary. So we got, uh, we've, we're in the Garden of Gethsemane and um, all of a sudden it's Judas appears with um, the guards and the chief priests, teachers of the law and the mm. elders. It's, um, it's interesting, isn't it, that, that all the officials as well are, are, are coming there, you know, with, it's not just that they've sent the guards um, yes. But they've, they've, they've gone themselves, even the, the high priest, I believe. But, but yeah. no, I can't say that for sure because the high priest talks to him in the courtyard. But um, yes. yeah, they come. It's night time. Uh, it's in the middle of the night. And um, interesting, yeah, Jesus picks up that point of, you know, why, why have you come in the middle of the night? Mm. You know, I was, mm. I was with you. All the time yes. in the daytime, you heard me mm. speaking, teaching. Why didn't you say anything then? Why didn't you yeah. arrest me then? And I've jumped a yeah. little bit, but this this thing about <laughs> yes. what, what's going on at night. What what do we have at to night, say about yes. that? Yes, yes, it's it's, it's uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's quite in, interesting now, Pastor. Like you said, there you've got the um, you know this whole is, issue of uh, well, I said the whole issue. Leadership does pop its rear its head here, doesn't he? About the 
you know, the importance of leadership because you can see here that it's the, as, it, as, it, as the word says, it's the chief priest, the teachers of the law, the elders, and, you know, this category of leaders that the people mm. generally would have been looking up to, you know, yeah. for, if you like, to for guidance, for um, for their wisdom, mm. if you like, for their, um, their commitment to God. These would have been the people that everyone else would have been looking up to, at least those within the Jewish community would have been looking up to these people. As though, you know, when we, um, you know, if, if the, when, we, when we're talking about things of the, the Messiah and all, on all of the, um, you know, the religious rituals and stuff, yeah. they would have been looking up to these people yeah. to give them the correct, um, if you like, direction in which to do things. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting here that when we, we, we've, we look at a few of the other accounts, we know we've been saying all along that it, it, even though these people, they seem to think that they have some sort of authority or control over Jesus, that we, we've seen that through throughout what we've been going through the gospel, that Jesus is actually the one who is in control. And, um, you know, as you said in previous times, that my time is not now, my time is not now. But as we read last week, and as you mentioned earlier uh, this, this evening, when he says, right, the time is now. So it's like you can see that he's the one who's setting the times and the seasons for things to take place and not yeah. them. Yeah. But at this, and, you, and we can also see that in previous, they've said that they, there were times when they wanted to seize uh, the law, but then they, they, but it says, but fear of the people, they weren't able to do that. So you, you can see that even though they are supposed to be the, the leaders, the one giving the direction, it seems as though they're totally out of control. One, they're out of sync with the Lord and the timings of God. And then, the, and then the, in another sense, it's like they are, not even the people that they should be giving guidance to. They're actually afraid of those people. So they're just in that position where they're not really able to do what they should be doing. And like you've rightly pointed out here, why are they, why are they doing this at nighttime, you know, in darkness, in, in secret? You know, why are they not, as the Lord said, I was out in the, you know, the temple, in the in daylight where everybody could see me, where the truth is, where you know, the light is, mm. and you never came there to present your your accusations then but now in the in the darkness in the secret place now you're coming to arrest me yeah and um you know I, I believe that there's a place where the lord himself said that we should work while it is yet day because the the time is coming at the night time where we won't be able to do anything and um you know we, we just see all of this that jesus being the you know he's the there's the light of the world he does he did everything out in the open because he was a, a you know he was a man of integrity he spoke the truth openly out you know but here we see the contrast to that where yeah. we see you know darkness and, and wickedness and, and sin yes. in, in in it's been you know it's, it's now coming into its own now because that's this this is the season for for darkness and wickedness yes, and so um we, we think of you know wickedness moves in the darkness in the dark out, yes absolutely and so you think of the occult you know it's hidden it practices in the dark the wicked mm. things you know the rats come out in the dark and 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 mm. uh, yeah here we've got you know they're showing their true colors they're doing yes. this in secret in the dark the the evil is moving and uh, yeah he said you know you you could have come in and then i i love what you were reminding us there though that jesus and the god and God the Son and God the Father and the Holy Spirit is fully in control of everything that's happening as he goes on to yes. say, you know, um, I give myself up. You do not take anything from me. Yeah. You know, I'm in charge of, of all the heavenly angels and everything. But because right. uh, he says yes. there, um, I'm with you in the tub, of course, you did not arrest me. And then he goes, mm. he, he finishes it, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then okay, everything right. is moving and tracking along, as you <laughs> said, you know, as the scriptures have determined. So, yeah, great point. And then, so it's interesting, in verse 44, it says, now the betrayer had arranged a signal. 
Uh, it's not Judas, mm. you know, not called by his name. Yes. Now name. He's, no. he's called the betrayer. Um, you know, what a terrible thing to be mm. to be called, to be known as. <clears throat> and then, you know, it's interesting. You've got, you know, Judas said, the one I kiss is the man. Arrest mm -hmm. him and lead him away. And he goes up to Jesus and says, ah, oh, Rabbi. And he kissed him. It's almost as if, um, Judas thought, well, I don't want them to know that I'm I'm the betrayer. I, I I'm going to just go up as normal and say hi, Rabbi, and give him a kiss, and and you know maybe move off to the side, and no no one's going to know, but they'll come and arrest him, and and yes. yet it's almost as if you know God's CCTV of of, of everything new, everything that's going on is watching, mm. and of course the whole thing is is known and seen. They 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 mm. knew that this kiss was a betraying kiss betrayal. and what a terrible yeah. way to to betray someone you know uh, through the kiss of a friend um, wow. yeah, what, what can we say about that yes and it's uh, i mean um i think one, one of the uh, notes that i was reading as well was us saying that um it, it was it was quite that it, that uh, judas actually did that because um Otherwise, Jesus is like he didn't, um, if, if you like, in his humanity, he didn't stand out from anyone else. So it wasn't as though, you know, the people would turn up and they would see maybe from the what he was wearing. Maybe he was wearing expensive clothing or he had jewelry on and they will be, oh, he's the one. Yeah. It's like he was just like one of the others, you know, yes. and that would have been in, in, in that in that in that darkness. He, that was the, would have been the only way that Judas had to have some sort of a sign in order to highlight who he was. And uh, you know, when I when I was reading that, I was just thinking to myself, "Gosh, you know, it's sometimes um, it's not like that now, is it? In terms of um, uh, leadership and things like this, sometimes you, you can go into a place and immediately you can say, oh, that's the lead, that's the person you know, who's leading, that's the person who's doing this.' Because and it's not because of um, anything that they've said or done; it's because of their physical appearance. And yet, yes. it, it wasn't like that with the Lord. <laughs> it was it was the opposite. It's yeah. so much so that he probably could have been, you know, most people would have just walked past him and not really." notice anything outstanding good, particularly yeah, about yeah. his physical appearance mm. and i think that does hark back to some of the scriptures in isaiah that says you know there, there wasn't anything particularly um yes. outstanding about his his, his physical mm. appearance and yet here he was he, he he was god and that's kind of like um again this whole thing about it's not what um what we look like and if, and if you've rightly said there judas was trying to if you like do, do the opposite he was trying to appear on the outside as being you know a friend of the lord Whereas what was going on on the inside, you know, what when he had already made that arrangement to betray him because of money, you know, that's been recorded, you know, and it's like you said, he's even his name now, he's no longer referred to as Judas now, he's now referred to as the betrayer. And I think later on, even uh, Paul in one of his letters uh, describes him as the son of perdition. You know, it's not his name, it's, it's almost as though Judas, that, that man, that disciple of, of Jesus that was called to follow him is completely gone now. And it's all about, you know, who he has become. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, in, in one sense, it's quite good for us as, as believers. It's, it's the, usually the opposite for us. Before we became Christians, we, we had names and we had titles and we were known by certain things. But when we, we've come to the Lord, we've now got a new name. We're a new creation. We're now called children of God, sons of God, you know, peace made. We've got because of what Christ has done for us. Yeah. But I guess, again, we see that outside of that, you know, That's Judas right. now has, mm. you know, he's completely rejected the Lord. You know, there's no, mm. there's no way back for him, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he ends up with, with, with all of these titles and stuff that we just, mm. we know, we don't want to have anything to, to do with such things. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, 
again, it, it, it seems very obvious from this, the account of Judas that none of the other disciples, they even had a clue, you know, because when there was, you know, when they were asked, oh, one is going to betray me, and, and they said, oh, could mm. it possibly be? It's not us, it's not us. They didn't sort of say, ah, oh, we think, it's, we know mm. it's going to be Judas, yeah. you know, because of the way he's behaving and, and all the rest of it. And so it goes down to this thing about the heart, isn't it? Being so yes. careful of our own hearts that, you know, our hearts are pure and, and before God and not corrupted and becoming cynical and, and hardened and, um, you know, so that we're maybe, you know, thinking, betraying thoughts towards others, to, you know, towards the Lord. Are, are we really you know, loving and worshipping God like we're showing we are on the outside here and there. Yeah. It's it's a matter of the heart, isn't it? So careful. Yes. I think for us, you know, let us always check our hearts and make sure they're they're soft, they're they're true, they're real, they're they're humble, uh, all these yeah. things. Because, you know, if it can happen to Judas, it can happen to yeah. any one of us. We mustn't pretend so, that yes. we can't. Um, yeah. I think uh, yes. yeah, so I say that, you know, it's um, we're not to walk around being worried that, oh, goodness, I'm going to suddenly fall away or suddenly betray. Mm -hmm. But I think it just goes to show, you know, we, we must look at our hearts, you know, regularly yes. and just um, keep tender before the Lord. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. We do have to be careful, Lord. I mean, if, if Paul said that we should, um, we should he says that uh, we should take heed. He who thinks he stands should take heed lest he, mm -hmm. lest he fall. And you know, the, the, he would have known about, um, you know, what happened with Judas and, you know, things like that. I'm sure he came across others as well uh, yeah. during his, um, you know, his missionary trips and all his ministry. So, yes, we, 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 we like you rightly said, is the, there is that balance there. We're not looking, we're not frightened all the time. Oh, I don't, I'm going to make a mistake. It's not, mm. it's not that sort of, you know, checking our heart. But at the same time, we need to be careful that yes. we don't become proud and arrogant and think, you know, that could never, I, I would never do that. As we would see with Peter and start making these statements, I would never do that, never do that. It's, it is by his grace, really, that we stand. Amen, amen. So then suddenly the men do seize and arrest Jesus. They lay hold of him. I think one of the mm. other Gospels, it, it says, when Jesus said, I am he, comes forward and they, yes. they fell back. You know, they fall back because there's something there about the... Um, I suppose the the purity of the man or something, even though you know outwardly, as we said, there's there's nothing, but yes. there is something in the the purity that that, that caused these men to fall back. But anyway, they, they they do lay hold of him, and it says, forty seven. One of those standing near, we know it's Peter, but he, he doesn't mention that it mm. is Peter here. Uh, took a sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and we know from one. The other Gospels, I don't forget which one, that it's Malchus. Malchus, Malchus, Malchus. yes. Um, and he actually gets his ear chopped off and and Jesus heals the ear and it's yes. immediately <laughs> restored. And um, they they um, they show that, don't they, in the film The Passion, that particular incident. Yeah. Um, Gibson's <laughs> film The Passion. Sure, yes. I was, I was reading somewhere that if, um, Jesus, if Jesus had not healed Malchus, that... Um, Peter himself could have been arrested as well. And maybe possibly even, I was reading somewhere that he possibly could have been crucified as well because that that was that um, assault or that attack 
on that to high, serving of the high priest, there was a, it was a, a quite serious offence. So even in doing that, the Lord was still trying to say, "No, Peter, you know, you know it's not. It's almost like Peter, it's not your time as well. So uh, yeah. <laughs> put that sword away." <laughs> yes, and we've been making the point throughout Mark's gospel that really it's Peter's gospel because um, you know from from the history and the theologians we know that this you know it was Peter who dictated if you like or told Mark what to write for this gospel and so he doesn't say in his own gospel that it was him maybe he thought I don't want to come across as a hero or look heroic in in my actions and and so he's kind of you know because he remains humble throughout he shows his his um silly mistakes he's very quick to to point them out and we'll come to those the denial in a minute well worse than his failings and yet anything that might put him in a good light he doesn't uh, he doesn't embellish or, or, or mention his name no. would you say that shows so true um true humility he, yeah. he shows in, in 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 doing that yeah absolutely yes yeah. i would agree with that yes yeah so um we we've we've already talked about the next part where where he says, "Well, you come to me in in the in the night with swords, clubs, etc." But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then every, it says, "Then everyone deserted him and fled." Mm. Wow, you know, when the when the crunch came, mm. every single one of his closest friends and disciples they 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 ran away. They left mm. him. You know, wow. they, they didn't sort of say, I'm with Jesus. Oh, you know, this is, yeah. we are with the, the son of God, the Christ. I will, I will lay down my life. I will, I will stand. I will say, yes, I'm with him. Of course I am. <laughs> this is, you know, goodness, not, not one of them. Not, yes. not even one it, of it, the it, three. It, and yes. I, I wonder if we would talk about it amongst even ourselves that we would say, mm. oh, goodness me, I, I would, you know, if I was with Jesus, that, that would be my yes. moment. I would... <laughs> And yet, it's just no, not one of absolutely them stood with it. You know, you look at that. You look at that, Pastor. Ray, I think was, was it last week we were looking at this when when the Lord says um, when up, after the the Passover meal, he says that he says you will all fall away. That's what he said. Jesus told them, uh, it, as it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And he's, you know, he's, he's already said that. He said, you all fall away. It's not just Peter. All of you are going to fall away. And it's because of the scripture, because of the word. And it's just, you know, we, we, we you know, some of us keep coming back to the word of God. It's just something that, um, you know, we, I know you, you spoke about this last week about, you know, if God knew that they were all going to run away, then why, you know, why should we, we're not going to, what's the word now, hold them accountable or how can we yes. criticize or judge them? And then we, you know, you explained it very well last last time about, you know, it's not so much that, you know, um, you know, the Lord wanted, but it's, it's, it's like he foreknew, if, if you like, that's, that's the whole yes, thing about yes, it. So yeah. we, um, but it's like, it's, no, it's like this word, when the Lord says something, you know, it, regardless, like you rightly said, you know, we could, um, I mean, if it was us and we were with the Lord, I mean, at that point when they were having the meal, everything looked good. Things were, you know, everything was looking rosy. So at that point for the Lord to say, you know, you're all going to betray me. They, they could, it didn't make sense to them at that moment in time because they would have thinking, look, everything's, you know, we had the triumphal march into Jerusalem. All the people now acknowledge you. Things are going amazingly well. We've had the Passover. So at that point in time, they couldn't understand. They wouldn't have been able to comprehend you know, him saying that you're going to abandon me. So I think if we were there, we would have probably had the same sort of reaction. We would have said, no, not I, we will stand with you and all of that. But 
you know, I think maybe what's more perhaps sobering for us now is that we've got the word, we're reading the word, just as like we just mentioned about take heed when you stand, least you fall. It's like yeah. because we've got those words now, that it's there's more of a, if you like um, it's incumbent upon us to take those words seriously and not just like you rightly said not just to read through them and then not to be, we need to be checking our hearts like you said against the word of yes, god because yeah, yeah. you know we've got the word there and we if, sometimes we might be feeling as though you know we can conquer the world we can do all sorts of things but we need to be sober-minded as it were when we read the word and, okay things are rosy today but you know only god knows what's going to happen yeah. uh, tomorrow and it, wonder, it works the other way as well. Sometimes we might be in a hole and be thinking, oh, you know, everything's coming to an end. But then we we see that there are words of comfort from the that says, you know, fear not, you know, God is in control. I'm with you. And so that we can also take encouragement from that as well, that just because of whatever situation we're in now, it doesn't mean we're always going to be in that situation. You know, God is like we've been saying, he's the one who is in control. And that's why we always look to him. When you think that every one of them deserted him, they all deserted him. You know, it doesn't say, or oh, they all ran for cover, or they all hid. Mm. It said they, everyone deserted him. It yes, uses that true. word, and yet these were the ones that he he still said, you know, upon yes. you guys, <laughs> I choose you to yeah. build my church. And I'm, yeah. he didn't sort of say, ah, oh, right, you guys have deserted me. I, I need, I need a new twelve. <laughs> I'm going to find some guys over here, or, or I'm going to start again. He he stayed. He seemed to understand, didn't he? He still loved them. He still, there was grace and forgiveness. And we know that Peter was restored mm -hmm. later um, in, in an amazing way uh, after his, you know, very, very sort mm -hmm. of uh, stark betrayal. Yes. I wonder, um, you know, if you think of, look at the boldness of the disciples after they were filled with the Holy Spirit wow. once the church yes. was born maybe compared to, to this time and the, the hiding after he was wow. arrested, etc. Yes. You know, I wonder if that makes uh, the big difference and, and even maybe, wow. you know, where, whether it would make a bit of a difference in us. We are now, we have yes. the Holy Spirit in us, don't we? So we hear yes. of people who have stood up, you know, in the face of persecution and laid down their lives right through history. But anyway, yes. it's, uh, yeah, wow. let's, let's yes. give ourselves a bit of grace there that, yeah, well, yes. well, with the Holy Spirit, maybe we would uh, stand a bit stronger. But... Stand. Amen. Yeah. So, so it says that uh, they took Jesus to the high priest, and so it must have been mm. to, to his house and his courtyard, and it says Peter followed at a distance, and it's, yeah, it says he right into the courtyard of the high priest and sat with the guards, warming himself by the fire, and you might say, you know, oh, well, he's kind of, he's, he's thinking, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to be right there. And um, you, you, you wonder if it is some signs of courage. And he was courage, thinking, yeah. maybe he was even thinking, right, at some point I'm going to stand up or do something. You know, <laughs> I know this is just conjecture, really. But <laughs> to, to go right there, though, and, and be sat with the guards and right in the in the very close premises of the the high priest and whatnot. Maybe he was thinking, but he, he couldn't follow through. Whatever he maybe thought, he, he couldn't follow through. And we, we know that he denied very clearly three mm -hmm. times and then the, the, the cock crowed. But um, just before we come to those denials, it says that the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against him to so that they could put him to death. 
you know, it's interesting. They yes. weren't looking to see if what what they'd heard or, or you know, whether yes. he was innocent or, or guilty. They just wanted him dead. And they yes. were going to make sure that they had him put to death somehow or That's the other. Right. It's, it's like I, I was I was reading that even what they were doing, it was actually against their law. Because it, it, according to the Jewish law, they they could only convict on the the testimony of two or three. But like, but like you, what the scripture says here, they're not actually looking for that testimony, are they? They're just they have already made up their minds yeah. as to what they're going to do. And as you were saying earlier, they've already hardened their hearts, and th this is the, the the course that we're going to take. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, just like Judas, in one sense, they had already made up their minds. They'd hardened their hearts, and this is what we're going to do. And and as you, you know, as we go through, you will see that all of the the testimony was all contrary. You know, yeah. they said that they would they would say one person would say one thing and another, and there was no there wasn't there was no consistency of those um uh, the accusations. He said many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. <laughs> so even yeah. even in the midst of all the darkness and the lies, it's still nothing. There was it didn't turn. And again, you could just say that this was just showing that um you know the Lord was the one in control because if they were going through their the correct procedures, they would have had to call the trial off because they were they didn't have that testimony upon which they could proceed to the next stage they would have it would have all been, been like, okay in frustration we're just gonna throw it's like throwing the case out we can't go any further with this but it's all that it's the lord he's the one that is in control of it that so even in spite of all of that that you know he like he's rightly said he was the one saying i am the one giving up my life and it's not it's not being taken from me yeah 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 as the the commentator i was reading said it was judicial murder you know, he was arrested with, with no charge when they actually arrested him. They didn't have a charge. Then they had to think of one. And um, and it was even the judges or the judge of this so-called trial were the ones who were going out and arresting him. So, you know, um, and yes, it was done at an illegal time, as you said, at night. They didn't go to a proper judicial premises. They went to somebody's house Um yeah, so everything about it was was wrong. It was illegal. There was no real witnesses, and uh, even the witnesses that they trumped up, as you said, their statements did not agree. Um, there was the false testimony. This guy said, "We heard him say, I or we." There were others who said, "I will destroy this man-made temple, and in three days we'll build another, not made by man." Mm -hmm. Um, so that was false testimony. Well, didn't false. Jesus say yeah. that? It's not, a, it's not a trick question. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't talk about a man-made temple. He spoke about the, the temple of his body. He was talking about, yeah. and but they've added in, you know, the man-made bit there. And they, they, uh, you and, know, and I was also, to note that. Yes. And also, the I will destroy this man-made. Destroy. Man -made. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> yeah. say that I it's, will destroy. He said this temple. Yes will not stand, um, you know, will be destroyed. But I don't think he destroyed. said I will That's destroy That's right. It. Exactly. Um, he didn't say I will destroy it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that that was, um, you know, uh, if, if you like it, in the eyes of, the, of their Lord, destruction of a, um, a religious um, building, that, that was something that he could have been, um, you know, taken to, to task on and convicted on. But, the, he, but like you said, he didn't say I, I will destroy this man-made temple. Um, he didn't say about he didn't say, talk about destroying anything. <laughs> he yeah. came to to bring life and not not to destroy. So again, all, all, he's just in line with every, all the charges. They're all they're all false false uh, charges, false accusations, and lies. Yeah, and so then it's the high priest who 
who stands up. So, so the judge is standing up, and he's going to uh, he's going to bring the accusation, and says, "Are you are you not going to answer? What is the testimony that these men are bringing against you?" And he remains silent. Again, the high priest asks him, "Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One?" So straight out with it, um, are you the Christ? Jesus replied, I am. And um, that again is, is, is a, a reference to, you know, God, only God says, I am the I am. Yeah. And he is, he's, he's saying, well, actually, yes, I am. Um, yeah. and, and so here, this is where he does state exactly who he is again. Yes. Uh, I am the Christ. And then he gives this messianic reference from Daniel. Mm. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Just so that, um, you know, there can be no, <laughs> no questions or doubt about what he's saying. He, he, yes. he, he finishes it with, yes, I am. I am that. I am the Christ, the Son of Man. And you will see me sitting at the right hand coming on the clouds of heaven. Wow, so wow! Yes, that's um, absolutely. It's amazing. You see, you see that the, the high priest should have been, if he had been in the, you know, in the correct place, the correct uh, time, doing the correct thing, he should have been sitting in, in the place of judgment, the high priest. Mm. But uh, with all these false accusations and and this false, this mock trial, he actually has to stand up because he's frustrated, isn't he? Yes, he, he stands up in frustration, utter frustration that things aren't going the way that he wants them to. They're not going going according to his plan and he's standing up and he's almost asking Jesus to give him some you know some testimony some evidence something that he could try him on because all of these false witnesses they they, they their testimony had fallen to the ground and it's it's, it's amazing and again the, the the um commentary I was reading was that when the when the Lord says to him you know that you're the one you're going to see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the father sitting in that place of judgment you're going so you think that you're judging me but the Lord is actually telling you there's going to be something that you will realize that I, I am the righteous judge. I am the one who comes to judge the world, not you. You're not judging me, but I am the one who is in that position of authority, that place where I am sitting at the, the right hand of the Father, and I'm the one who is going to be um, judging. Wow. So it's like, again, he's, he's, even though they're not seeing, they're not hearing it, he's mm. letting them know that you are not in control. You might think that you're in control of this situation, but I am the one who Very is in good. control. But one day you will you will, you will will see that, you realise that, you know, I've, mm. I've, I've always been in control, I, will, I am in control, and I will always be in control. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Yes. And um, then he, he says the high priest tore his clothes at the blas mm. at what he felt was the blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. And then that question, what do you think? <laughs> it's almost mm. like that could be asked to any person reading. You know, do what do you think? Do you think, you think yes. um, he's telling the truth, Jesus, about who he is? That he is the Christ, mm. the mighty one who will be coming on the clouds of heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I think every one of us has to answer that question. Question, and, yes. And uh, we either think, no, I don't think he is, or mm. yes, I do think he is, and he will be coming in that way. And if you do think that, then um, it's a good time to get your life right with him. Uh, and yes. every one of us is invited to do that just by putting our faith in him, turning from our own of being in charge of our own life that's what repentance means a turn a change and saying no i put you in charge jesus you know i i do believe that yes you are the son of man 
you you will be you are now seated at the right hand of God and you will be coming you know I know that I know that I know there's something in me is saying yes I do believe and 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 if that's you listening tonight you can do that right now you can do that anytime you can turn and say you know respond to these words here in scripture what do you think what will you do and you can know Jesus as Lord in your life and then all that fear of of the future fear of death fear of judgment uh, is removed from life that's what us Christians who have, have had that moment and and that moment continues into eternal life yes. and through the rest of our lives the fear of of yeah. of of life of the future of darkness of judgment is taken away because our sins have been dealt with by Jesus. <laughs> well, wow. yes. I, I needed That's, to say and that, that there. And that, and that and that passing that is then that is the gospel message, isn't it? That mm, is the the the, the, is. the message of, of hope. Uh, that Jesus Christ has brought in, into the earth, and it's it's the same thing as you as you've rightly pointed out earlier as well about Jesus. You know, he he see, he knows everything that there is to know about us. So, like you've rightly said, when he knew that the disciples were all going to leave, they were all going to desert him, and that Peter was going to deny him. But like you said, he didn't change his thing. Oh, I need to find some other people. Then these people are not are not they're not um, they're not they're not up to the to the task. He still you know and, and that's the great thing as well isn't it they, they've all deserted him at this point but that this is not where the story ends it doesn't end there for any of those um disciples apart from judas and, and peter to and as you see as, as you said he still used those men and we see peter on the day of pentecost you know with all boldness and and all courage you know he presents the gospel message and even when he's threatened with beating and and um, you know with the imprisonment he still you know carried on faithfully to to preach that message of um you know of, of the cross yeah. and uh, we can see the transfer like you said the transformation of the lives of peter and, and these disciples and and so many more all of us we all we all have testimonies of what we were like before yes. and what we are like now even though we're still on this journey That's and right. uh, we yeah. thank god yeah. you know this sometimes this can be the most difficult part of the gospels to read to see what how much the lord suffered for us but yeah. um you know he, he he had a plan and he had a purpose in mind for that it's for our redemption for our salvation and so that's what we will always be eternally grateful to him yes it said they all condemned him as worthy of death then this is pretty horrible you know it said then some began to spit on him mm. they blindfolded him struck him with their fists and said prophesy and the guards took him so there's the mockery there mm. you know you think of the son of god you know the, the most innocent and righteous ma man who's ever walked the earth most loving man the most the kindest, the most humble man. And yet they were doing this to him, to spit on Jesus, mm -hmm. blindfolded. It talks about them plucking out his beard in, in other gospels and blinding him and stri striking him with their fists, saying, prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. This is before he went to the Romans even. That, that comes later. Mm -hmm. So this is, if you like, with his own Jewish leaders and the people who were supposedly there like you you've referred to 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 lead everyone to the messiah waiting for the messiah the leaders of the community doing this to him it would seem as if um this is the unpardonable sin to 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 you know to to hit to spit to to treat the savior in that way i just uh, it came to my mind to say this and yet do you know that these people, if 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 sometime they 
before they died, they repented of this. If they recognised sometime after the cross or with something that happened, they, they recognised Jesus and they, 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 they repented, they fell down, they gave, asked for forgiveness and gave their life to Jesus, they would join him for eternity. They'd be forgiven. This is not the unpardonable sin, even to, mm. to, to, to beat Jesus in that way. The, unpar- the, the unforgivable, unpardonable sin as far as God is concerned, is to, throughout your life, to reject the the call of the Holy Spirit to believe and to trust in Jesus and to, to reject him, to reject him. And, um, you know, and to continually say, no, I'm not going to. No, I, I, I reject Jesus. Um, that would be the unpardonable sin if, if you go through life and you... You continually reject him, um, but any anybody can come to him, no matter how we've treated him. Maybe you've you've mocked at Christians, you've laughed at the thought of faith in Jesus Christ, you've done some awful things um, towards Jesus and and maybe his followers. But that's okay. You know, you can find forgiveness. You can. Be forgiven, turn, receive that healing, forgiveness, new life as you turn from your old way, as I've said. But, uh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Right. So now we come to Peter. He was in the courtyard and one of the servant girls, the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. It's interesting, you know, I, I was thinking... A servant girl of the high priest. That must have been a pretty good job, really. You know, I think she'd be a very sort of sharp girl. She's not going to be just some sort of, um, I don't know, some simple, you know, unknowing type person, but but pretty sharp and coming and said she looked closely at him, took her time and then said, you were with the Nazarene Jesus. And he said, I, I don't know or understand what you're talking about. And he moved away into to another place. And then she came to him again and said, this is one of them to, mm. to those around. But uh, again, he denied it. So we go through the three times and then the others who were standing around. And it says he called curses down on himself. He swore. And then he said, I don't know this man you're talking about. I mean, you couldn't get more of a sort of a, um, a hot and, and, you know, awful denial of Jesus, could you? Wow. I know it's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's tough to read because mm. we, we shouldn't forget that Peter, um, you know, he, he was a friend of Jesus, a close friend of Jesus. He, he, obviously, he was one of the 12. But as we've been reading, he's one of the three as well. And um, he shared so many, you know, if you like, yeah, close yeah, and intimate yeah. experiences with the Lord. So, you know, I don't know uh, what, what what can we say, uh, Pastor. He's like we we, um, we we can only pray that we we're not in that situation in the situation that he was in and have that same reaction that he had. Yeah. Because um, as we as we, we you know we read towards the end that he went when he wept bitterly. I mean, he didn't just it wasn't something that he just did and then he just thought, oh, you know, that's it. I'm just going to go back. You know, it really, it did hurt him to the core because yeah, um, yeah. at the end of the day, he did have that relationship with the Lord. 
And, um, you know, he does say that, that he remembered what the Lord had said to him. And that was what triggered, you know, the, 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 the weeping. But at the same time, you know, it, it's um, it must have been a horrible, what I'm trying to say is it must have been a horrible experience for him to have to be in that yeah. place where he's actually raining down curses upon himself. Yeah. And he knows, like you, if you, like you rightly said about looking at our hearts, he knows that he knows Jesus and that, that you know, that servant, he was right. You know, he was, he was a follower. He was one of his, not just a follower, one of his closest friends. So for him to have um, to have done that, I mean, we, we just can't imagine what he no. went through. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but thank God, like you rightly said, for the grace of God, we will see later mm. um, that he was restored by the Lord, and that must have been such a great relief for him. Because you think to yourself, even if if you just look at friends on a on a human level, for you to betray a friend, you know, it's it's so difficult. You know, you you'd be thinking to yourself, would that friend ever forgive me? Would that friendship ever be restored again? All all these sort of things, you know, the guilt and the condemnation and all of that. But the Lord, you know, he 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 came and uh, he restored Peter. He took all those things. Uh, you know, away from him. And then he actually commissioned him and says, look, now I'm not just restoring you, but I'm actually calling you to greater things. Now lead these people, you know, feed these people. And, you know, you can't imagine how the, the transformation that must have taken place in Peter's life, you know, must have thought as if you know, I've blown it and I've lost it. You know, the, the Messiah, the one, maybe the one true friend I had, maybe he was looking at that and look at what I did. And then to have that restored to him, he must have been like, wow, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to blow it a second time. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's, it's an amazing story. I mean, at this point, it'll be horrible, but you know, it doesn't end yeah. here. We thank God the story doesn't end here. Amazing, yeah. The the the, the forgiveness and the the love and the the entrusting mm. that follows uh, from Jesus, even after such a, an abject failure. Mm. Um, I mean, I think for ourselves, you know, have we been in in the workplace when you know we should have um, spoken up um, about? Mm our faith in Christ and we've yes. we've refused to because we've been afraid of what people mm. would think or or even you know someone has said well what do you think about mm. something you know obvious about yes. um, our, our, our faith in Christ and we've we've kept silent or we've we've just gone along with the crowd when mm. we you know supposedly love Jesus with all our hearts mm. I think um, you know we all need to be careful, as you've said, yes. and, and um, mm. realize that, you know, we're human, we're, we're weak vessels and uh, we need the grace of God. We need we need mm. help. We need. Yes. And thankfully, he will help us yes. and strengthen us um, yes. as we rely on him. Well, mm. we've run out of time <laughs> and um, we shall pick it up next week with um, I think it'll be moving on to then the Roman part of the trial. Um, and so thank you everyone for joining us um, be blessed and thank you Pastor Akin for joining thank us you, tonight Pastor. after uh, yeah, I know you've been working today because yeah this is a recorded episode it's not um, we're not recording this on the Sunday but uh, God bless you all and we'll God see you me. next week okay God bless everyone thank you bye Pastor good night